Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Hey, Blue Cooley drinkers. It is time for the NFL Draft tomorrow. Are you pumped as we are? I hope so. We have been waiting months for this. Well, with the coronavirus and everything going on, especially, right? Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. If you can, please subscribe to the podcast. We're going to have a lot of stuff this summer, too, as well. Um, but we'll have reactions to the draft and everything like that later in the week. Um, but in this episode, we have our final mock draft. A really fun podcast. We have a lot of fun with it. But these predictions, we take very, very seriously. Um, so... We hope you enjoy the episode. We look forward to Thursday night when the Lions will be picking high in the draft. We can't wait and look for our reactions the day after. Now it's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. A Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find the little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that yeah. just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back and we are ready to give you our final mock draft before the NFL draft kicks off on Thursday night the one big yeah. sporting event that we've had in months we are desperate for anything and we I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> so desperate. it's like christmas morning um if you guys i don't know if you guys saw an article out there uh today but this nfl draft is going to be the most uh bet on nfl draft in history oh jesus <laughs> which, no, which, nothing else to bet on exactly there's nothing else to bet on people's i mean there's 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 props that have like there's a record amount of props from all these uh, betting sites and things of that nature. Um, I didn't I didn't go research them, so I cannot throw them out there, unfortunately. But uh, one GM's going to leave his mic on accidentally. <laughs> I predict that will happen. You you can bet <laughs> I will be throwing some money at it as well. So I'll probably throw some money at it. Why not? <laughs> um, but heading into this draft, arguably the most uh, uh, mysterious team is the Detroit Lions with that third pick. There's a lot of consensus around the NFL that the first two picks are going to be Joe Burrow and Chase Young. Uh, so the Lions at number three, there's a lot of people mocking trade backs and things of that nature. But what we have done in this podcast is we have all done our own mock draft, and we're going to give you the results here tonight. Um, yeah. So people around the country have been waiting for those results because this will largely help NFL 
GMs with their determinations, especially Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, on what's going to happen in the draft. So we look forward to helping them out as much as possible here. Yeah. So, Z, do I read my the first 235 picks of the draft, <laughs> what I think they're going to be? Is that, what I'm, is that how we're doing this? No, uh, but I'm glad you brought that up. So what we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be – we're going to go through each round, uh, who who we picked and, and why we picked them and maybe what what we saw, like why like who was available at that and who we decided between and things of that nature. We'll go round by round. Um, so, uh, And to give you a summation of what the Lions have in terms of ammunition worth of draft picks coming into this draft, they have the number three overall pick in round one, number 35 overall pick. Um and that's in round two, so it's third overall pick in round two. Pick number 67. Pick number 85, which they got from the Eagles. That's also in the third round. Uh, pick number 109, 149, 166, 182, and 235. So they have a pick in each round of this draft and nine in total. So Lions have plenty to work with here coming into this draft. But the big one, of course, is round one, which happens on Thursday night. So let's get this g- party going, um, and I'll start with you, UJ. So who do you, what do you have the Lions doing with the number three pick? Do you have them keeping it, trading it back? And if, if they're keeping it, who are they picking? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I was fighting really hard with this one. I, there's a big part of me that thinks there's going to be a trade happening. It, it's been downplayed lately. Uh, it seems like in everything I'm reading, it seemed to be down, downplaying any kind of trade. However, I think that's just, you know, no one wants to give away anything. And, uh, you know, I think there's a good chance of a trade. However, that being said, I uh, went on with my draft as if there's not going to be a trade. So uh, I will say one disclaimer here, and that's if Chase Young falls with us, we take him. All right. No matter what. Uh, but that being said, I think uh, the first two picks are going to go pretty much as pick Burrow going first and Chase Young going second. Uh, with the third pick in the draft, the Detroit Lions take Isaiah Simmons, outside oh. linebacker out of Clemson. Wow. He's a freak, generational athlete. He cannot be passed up. I know I know all the common knowledge is everyone's ta- we're taking Okuda, Okuda, Okuda. Everyone's saying Okuda, which tells me if, if everyone's saying it, it's, just, it's not going to happen. So I, I think the Lions are sandbagging, too. They're not saying anything. Simmons, is they're going to take him, man. This guy is a freak. He's awesome. He's going to make our defense so much better. And I, I don't think if he's there three weeks, I don't think we can pass him up. I really don't. So that's that's my pick. And what position are you going to play him at? He's well, he's versatile. I mean, I, I think he's basically being uh, called an outside linebacker, but he can play safety and he can rush the pass. He can do everything, man, this guy. And, and with his speed and his skills, just, just watch the film on this guy. He's just unbelievable. So, uh yeah, I'm I'm sticking with that pick, Isaiah Simmons. All right, let's cool. go, uh, let let's go to you, Bob. All right, uh, I do like Simmons. Um, I know in our in our way too early mock, a lot of us had uh, Chase Young falling to us, and it doesn't seem to be the the word on the street these days, you know. But I don't know, who knows? But uh, I have us trading down with the Dolphins to the fifth pick. And uh, getting their second rounder at 39. And uh, I have with the number five pick, I have us taking Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. Um, friend of the show, Grace, uh, is a big Darius Slay fan. She misses him badly. 
and I think we'll fill this spot with with him. And uh, I know a lot of these DBs can't come out of college right away, but he seems like ready to go. He's been well coached, and I don't know if you've watched any tape on this guy, but he's ridiculous like a blanket, and his his hips are so quick, you know, changing directions really quick. I think I think this guy would be really good, and he'll be uh, uh, you know potential Pro Bowler going forward. So. And you, and you have the Lions trading down two spots, so the, the Dolphins and Lions Swiss first-round picks, and then the Lions get the Dolphins' second-round pick. Uh, yes, we get the 39 pick, the number 39. Okay. Um, okay. Second-round pick, yes. All right. How about you, do you want that pick or wait to the second round and tell you what we got there? <laughs> uh, no, 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 wait. We'll, we'll wait yeah. to the second round, yeah. So, yeah, okay. So keep that in mind. Now you have two second-round picks. All right, let's go to you, Connor. If I have multiple first-round picks, do I say them both? Yes, is round one. Okay. I have the Lions trading back with Miami. Miami takes pick three. They select two. Uh, they give us picks five, thirty-nine, and pick one hundred and sixty-two, which would be in the fifth round. Wow. Did, do, being, do, are the Lions giving anything back? They're giving them the third pick. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um. I've heard that could happen. I've, I've heard it's more likely that they'll get just pick 5 and 39, but I've heard that a sweetener could be thrown in there if they're feeling desperate, which I think Miami will be feeling desperate um, because the Chargers will also have offers. Uh, that being said, I also think we're going to select Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. He just checks all the boxes for any replacement you want for Darius Slay. And I know Bob Quinn has – they asked Bob Quinn if he said – if you can justify taking a cornerback in the top five, and he said, of course, you know, like any team that picks a player in their top five has a strong reason. To me, that's writing on the wall if you're going to take him. Uh, that's been said. My second first rounder is way out of the box. I have the Lions trading pick 35 and 39 to the Atlanta Falcons for pick number 16, and they select oh, wow. Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Um, I would love that. In this scenario, Derek Brown falls to the Jaguars, so they pass on Kinlaw, and somehow he sneaks out 16. Uh, he had a really strong 2018 season, uh, racking up a bunch of defensive accolades, 38 tackles, 10 for a loss, four and a half sacks. His 2019 season wasn't as strong, but he did. Uh, he was Associated Press All-America and First Team All-SEC Honors. Um, he's really strong against the run, uh, explosive against the O-line, and I think he would really help our pass rushing, um, which is something we desperately need help with. Yeah, you, I like so it. So that's, that's my first uh, you, round. You have the Lions going nuts in the first round here. No I, I, I do. I mean, I don't know. I just thought I'd live a little dangerously, you know. Or maybe it's the Kool-Aid, but I, I thought, <laughs> my, why not go outside the box? I hope Bob Quinn's home phone uh, line doesn't go out during this draft so he can make those <laughs> available. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, man, do you, you think Kinlaw is going to be available at 16? I will admit, I think this is probably not going to happen. Like, it's less likely than not, but I think we're going to see a lot of unexpected things in this draft. And I think Kinlaw falling to 16 will be one of those things. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, it's right, your lineman. And uh, this, this sure. all relies on Derek Brown going to the Jags, I think, because the Jags will take Kinlaw if Derek Brown's not available, I would think. Yeah, I I would agree. I would agree with that. All right, how about you, Rudd Dog? What do you have right. going on in the Lions first round? So, I've never been a huge fan of projecting trades in the first round. I think one is highly possible, especially if Chase Young goes at number two. 
that with uh, Tua sitting there at three, it's a possibility. But I also think there's a good chance that, like like UJ said, teams don't want to give up anything. And there's a few decent quarterbacks in this draft. So uh, I'm going to assume Chase Young's gone at two. And, uh, I mean, I kind of agree with UJ. If Chase Young's there, take him. But, honestly, the only reason I would take Chase Young there over my pick is because of his positional value. DN, elite DNs are just – they're too rare and too valuable because the guy I would pick and I think the Lions would take is Isaiah Simmons as well. I think, like you just said, this guy is just too gifted. Too, he, he's not just simply 6'4", 238 pounds and blazing fast with a four three nine. He also was a consummate playmaker for Clemson, a major uh, reason for their success on defense. Uh, I think this guy could just change the face of our defense completely. He has the ability to cover the entire field, uh, rush the passer, drop into coverage. You could play him with safety on some plays. I, I think he's definitely a linebacker. He'll probably pack on a few more pounds in the NFL with a training program. I just think this guy could be the ultimate difference maker for a defense. And rushing pass is their problem. I think he'll play a big role in that too. All right. So you had the line saying right. at three and taking Isaiah Simmons as well. Yeah, he's my favorite player in this draft, if I'm not if I'm gonna be honest here. All right. Yeah, I mean I would agree with that that sentiment because uh a lot of us had Chase Young at three. I don't think any of us have it now. Um there yeah, the 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 word on the street is not strong for Chase Young falling to three, unfortunately. Uh man, but it would be great to see him. So what I want and what I'm gonna predict is different. So I have I'm more on the Isaiah Simmons train for sure and Star is what I want. Uh, but I do not think it will happen. So what happened in my uh, mock draft here is that I had the Lions trading back to the Chargers uh, to number six. So what the Lions got back in return was the uh, – so the Lions gave them number three and uh, a fourth-round pick this year, and in return they get the Chargers' 2021 third-round pick, the number six pick, and number 37 in this draft. So that is the trade okay. that I came up with. Mm. And at, at, number, like at number six, uh, the Lions get Jeffrey Okuda. So not a lot of surprise there. I, I think he would fall yeah. to six. I think the uh, Chargers would trade up, obviously, for Tua or Justin Herbert, whoever they value. The the Tua, the Tua train has uh, slowed down a little bit in the last week. Um, the fact that NFL teams have not been able to give him a clear medical evaluation with their own doctors seems to really be hurting his cause and forcing teams to not be willing to take the risk to trade up for him as much, at least not the Dolphins. Uh, his video looked decent, though. Yeah. yeah. Throw. They, they just yeah. don't know. It, it's not just the hip, either. He's had ankle issues and things of that nature uh, that have been yeah. occurring. So. Hey, Z, what, let me, just one note on that. The uh, As far as the trades go, you don't know when these what these teams have these guys rated at. Like, the it's exactly. possible the Chargers could trade up to get Herbert, you know, instead exactly. of Tua. You know, they, they might they might give him rated high. Yeah. I, I heard... mean, look at look what I mean. The Bears did that terrible trade to move up to get uh, Trubisky. <laughs> That's my yeah. favorite but, trade. Hey, and Bob, well, yeah, I read that. I mean, I don't think that value's out there right now, but I could see a team if they have a guy that they target moving up. Um, you know, even if we don't expect it, for sure. So, and Bob, they so. so I saw someone count Herbert as like a. 
a supercharged version of uh of what's his face from the Bears too. Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, they kind of said he's like a supercharged version, like real similar. Could uh, could anyone see maybe the Patriots trying to get in on the quarterback game since they just lost Tom Brady early? Not like bad. Trading high. up for a quarterback. Maybe middle, maybe. but not high. I don't think anywhere near where we're at. That does not seem to be something in their MO. And apparently they're really high on uh, Jared Stidham as well. That's what uh, a lot of the reports out of Boston have been saying. So I think he's their I, playing starter coming into the year, to be honest. I've seen this scenario where Tua falls to the Patriots and then he becomes Tua like we expected him to be a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nobody. People are afraid of him. something. <laughs> All right. I don't think they'll follow the Patriots, but you know. <laughs> hey, see, just just touching on your pick there with Akuda. Akuda at six is an awesome draft pick. I mean, it's awesome. But at three, I just, I just, I don't think he's as valuable as Simmons. I, I'm just throwing that out there as far as the positional yeah. value and and just the player. I think that's a really good point. All of us that took Akuda had us trading back. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm and at, at five or six, Kokuda is a fantastic. Yeah, that, that definitely changes things for me as well. If we're trading back, then I can definitely see Okuda. So let's move on now to the second round. Um, Bob, you had a trade in the first round, so you now have two second round picks. That's right. So okay, yes, thirty-five I do. and thirty-nine. 30, thirty-five and thirty-nine. All right. About 30, 35, I have a guy that I think in our last podcast. Most of you had him going in the first round, but I have him going, dropping to the top of the second round, which is Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, running mm. back. I think mm. I think he would be a brilliant addition to our offense, and because I think our offense is really close to being great. I mean, it was very good last year with the healthy Stafford, and our you know we just need a little more help of the rotation of running back, and I think he'd be fantastic. So I, I have Jonathan Taylor, which I think you guys all like. Uh, going at 35. I like uh, it. Number 39, I have a uh, guy from a little smaller school, but you guys know him, um, Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois University. And the safety, this guy right? Is, yeah, he's a safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's like the star down there. I mean, this guy's like big time in Southern, you know, at SIU because uh, – <laughs> But the guy's like a ball hawk, and he's, he plays hard. He loves the game. He's just a thumper, man. I, I, I just love his motor, man. He's just nonstop. So I, I think he'd be a great addition to our defense. So, I like that pick. Would you compare him to anybody that uh, you've seen in the past? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't have a good comp for him. Let's, let's see. I miss, what I have one here is Harrison Smith. This is just from one thing I just pulled up real quick. Well, I mean, that's uh, a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys uh, have seen any tape on him, but he's he's good. So, I like your picks. Yeah, and my right. in my Mac draft, Bob, I had him fall into forty fifth overall pick. So that, that I'd say that's a fair range for sure. Yeah, it's in the ballpark there. All right, uh, let's go to you, UJ. All right. Uh, again, I'm just sticking with our our picks. So in uh uh, I've mentioned this guy in our previous draft, and uh, I think he would give Stafford an incredible weapon to play with and add to what we already have. Plus, it's, it's a draft for the future, too, because we'll probably be losing uh, 
Uh, who's that other receiver? Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, we'll, we'll be probably be losing him after next year. Um, KJ Hamler out of Penn State. Uh, some people might just think this is a little early for him, but I've seen a lot of people like liking this guy, and uh, he, he sort of reminds me of Tariq Hill, super fast. I watched a few of his games last year, and, and this guy can, man, he he can just change a game so quickly, and uh, with his speed. So, and, and I think Stafford will just love this guy. He'll take the tops off the defenses, and KJ Hamler is my pick for the. Second pick at number 35 in the draft. So you think we'll have a KJ Hamler 40-yard throw of the week going forward? <laughs> yeah. We, no. KJ Hamler 50-yard throw of the week. Ah, there you go. I <laughs> like, oh, I like, like that. <laughs> Wait, there's one more thing, uh, UJ, you mentioned uh, right there. The fact that Marvin Jones is on the last year's contract. Uh, Bob yep. Quinn, if you don't uh, if you don't know, has a history of trading uh, certain players in the last year of their contract uh, for certain draft picks. And uh, I have heard some rumblings uh out there that Marvin Jones could possibly be on the trade block during this draft. Do you is that do you think that's realistic or seriously? Uh, during uh, because, the draft, yeah. I don't know. So the reason I mention it and why I don't want to totally throw out the window, well, you can't with Bob Quinn because you never know, but uh is yeah. the fact that this is uh by all accounts the deepest wide receiver draft class in a long time. Uh, they're already gonna, they're, they plan on signing Galladay by, uh, you know, everything they've said. They want to keep Galladay for a long time, but they're not going to be able to keep both. So I, right. I don't find it completely unreasonable that they get rid of Marvin Jones and draft uh, one of these high upside wide receivers because it is so deep. And could they get a second round or a, no, they probably won't get a third round for Marvin Jones is not unreasonable. No, but man, Marvin Jones is proven and this guy. He, last year, he was awesome. I, mean, I agree. I agree. I oh love Marvin. He's been so good go. for us ever since we got yeah, him. Yeah, I hope they don't do that. I, I do, too. I hope they don't do I that. I think if we give up Marvin Jones, it'll be for proven NFL talent. But that's just me. There, um, Marquis hey, Lee just got released today by the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Um, UJ, I see that Hamler, is, his hometown is Pontiac, Michigan, too. So. Ooh. Mm, yeah, you saw the Pontiac. Mm. <laughs> we love Pontiac. So, Connor, you have no second-round picks, correct? I had our trading 35 and 39 for Kim Law, yep. so no second-round picks for me. All right. How about you, Red Dog? All right. Uh, seems to be a trend that people keep picking my pick before me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Bob here. I see uh, the Lions taking Jonathan Taylor in the second round. Mm. I think this nice. guy, he was just so ultra-productive at Wisconsin. And, I, I mean, obviously they tend to produce these guys in the NFL that are in the college game that are productive but don't necessarily translate. But, I mean, he put up that nice showing at the Combine, ran a, a 4.39, I believe, and has showed he has some real nice speed. We'll add a nice dimension that we don't have as far as speed goes at running back and just a complete back. We talked earlier uh, last my uh podcast about how he how many tackles he m made miss and stuff. I think this guy would just yeah take our offense to another level and he's not small he's a full complete back 226 pounds I I think if he's there at two it would be hard to pass on him yeah uh so in my in my simulation uh Jonathan Taylor goes at 21 overall to the Eagles that's that's what happened in my mock draft I I would be shocked if he got this far. I don't know. I've seen a lot of them go that far. 
Yeah. Or yeah. go farther. I mean, it would be phenomenal if Jonathan Taylor was available. At, I, I would I would totally agree with that in terms of taking yeah. it for sure. That's what the fun yeah, about mock drafts. They got off no a knows. game changer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in my scenario, uh, we the Lions traded back. Uh, just just a reminder, they we got the 37th overall from the Chargers, and we get a fourth rounder and got next year's third rounder. But so in this case, I have number 35 and number 37. So Jonathan Taylor was already gone. So, but uh, but at thirty five, I went with Zach Bond. I love this guy incredibly. So the outside linebacker from Wisconsin, if he if he got on the Lions, uh, I I would just be ecstatic. I will I will do the worm or something like that. I I will be. We're gonna hold you to that, Big Z. <laughs> yeah, you can record. No, I'll, I'll be all for it. Let me do it. I'll worm yeah. down the sidewalk. Whatever you want me to do, I'll be. There's a lot of mocks showing him falling to like three. Yeah, and I've seen him as early as the first round too. So you don't. Yeah, he's kind of all over. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, you know where anyway. you know where he's going to be number thirty-five to the Detroit Lions. That's where he's going to be. <laughs> I like him. The word I, I is like final. Him. Big Z has spoken. I'm drinking the blue Kool Aid. Exactly. Zach Bond, just a huge fan. This guy's going to create like outside name. pressure. No, he spells it with a K, but I, I let it slide for now. Uh, <laughs> Zach with a K, but I let it slide. Um. But, I mean, just the ability to generate outside pressure, big-time playmaker on the outside, I think he can fill the Kyle Van Noy typeness. I know he isn't as big. He's about 25 pounds less. But, man, he, the guy's a playmaker. I think Patricia could find a spot for him. They're, they've been really targeting the linebacking core this offseason. I think this guy would be a huge addition. And then at number 37, I have J.K. Dobbins. Oh, since like since Jonathan yeah. Taylor is taken, uh, I went with J.K. Dobbins as a running back because I, I think he's just a perfect fit for what the Lions want at the running back position in this offense. I like it. Nice picks. All nice right. Picks. So let's uh, let's move on to the third round. We'll just uh, we'll continue with our order here. So uh, we'll take it back to uh, to Bob and see and see what you had the Lions doing in the third round. Okay, the third round. Now, uh, um, Bob Quinn's going to get in his old pickup, drive down to South Bend, Indiana, because <laughs> he's going to stay there for a little while because he's got. At the 67 and uh, the 85th pick, so you got two third rounders, and they're both coming from South Bend. You got so you guys will be happy with this uh, UJ and the Rub Dog. But, like when I'm here, uh, Romeo Quara's brother, Julian Quara. Ooh, Ooh. defensive yeah. end, defensive end for Notre Dame. Uh, since we didn't get uh, Chase Young in the first round, we still need a defensive end help, and uh, I like Julian Quara a lot. Guys, uh, he's a good prospect. He's He's thumper. I, uh, I think he'll he'd be a great uh, addition. And then I have uh, the other guy. I have is Chase Claypool, a receiver. Oh, uh, nice. Four four baby. two forty six four, but big guy. So yeah, got two Notre Dame guys. Uh, wow, two round. Notre Dame guys. I know. In one it, round, it hurts. <laughs> oh my god! Better be careful. Oh. Connor may make oh, you turn in your Michigan sure. card. If, if I it can't believe lions, you. I'm okay. I can't believe you've done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't believe I just. <laughs> I can't believe I heard about this. This is really good whiskey, man. man. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. Cool <laughs> Kool Aid, yeah. Really good Kool Aid. <laughs> oh, Kool Aid. If we can't get Chase Claypool and get Peoples Jones, I'd be good with that too. But uh, I've got Chase Claypool on my mock. So. <laughs> so there you go. I like it. All right. What do you have, UJ? Okay, third round. Uh, 
we uh, I had Isaiah Simmons uh, first, and I had um, I think I had the guy, that receiver guy from yeah. Penn State. Penn State, yeah. So in the third round, we go back to defense. Justin Metabuki, uh, Metabuki, defensive tackle from Texas A and M. Not maybe the size. Typically, you'd think Patricia wants 6'3", 293 out of Texas A&M, but uh, runs a 4'83". Um, just a disruptive uh, lineman. Uh, you read the description of Walters, but he's capable of taking a game over. And this guy has a lot of sacks from the middle, five and a half sacks last year, 45 tackles, 11 and a half to a loss. This guy could be a really disruptor in the middle of the line, and I think that's where the Lions need help. In the middle of the line, creating a rush, uh, breaking down the pocket through the middle. And I think this guy would just be a tremendous addition to the people we already have on the defensive line. So that's my – oh, and then my uh, second third-round pick is another guy I mentioned, I believe, in the previous podcast, Logan Stenberg, guard out of Kentucky. Uh, just an absolute beast, plays with a mean streak, and uh, – Again, adding to our depth at the offensive line. I don't know if he could come in and start right away, but uh, I think within a short period of time, this guy will be a factor on our offensive line. So, I'm 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 staying in the trenches, man. I I believe this is where teams are built. Uh, The really good teams are built from the trenches, and uh, that's where we have to go, man. Big monsters, monster, mean ass. Ugly dogs, man, that are gonna come and kill people. So uh, that, that's what I want. So uh, Justin Matabuki right. and Logan Stenberg, my two picks. Yeah, Matabuki. I don't All think we've actually mentioned him too much on this podcast, but I really like that pick. Four eight three forty, really athletic D tackle. Like you said, can generate a lot of pressure up in the middle. Um, a little problem with penalties in college, but you would hope that stuff can be cleaned up. But yeah, I really, I really like that pick. Uh, but let's go to you, Connor. Uh, who do you have the Lions doing in the third round? Well, uh, I think I'm the only one that hasn't had us pick a running back yet. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, at pick 67, I have us picking Cam Akers, running back out of Florida State, 6'2", 241 pounds. Uh, the biggest knock on him is people say he has some vision questions. Um, but I think he had one of the best, if maybe not the best, combine of any running back prospect and i think he was very productive with a very questionable offense and especially a questionable line at florida state and i think he could be exactly what the lions need at running back um in round three uh maybe not high risk but moderate risk really high reward who could complement or perhaps even compete carry on johnson who doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy or string together a great season I pick 85. I have us drafting Logan Wilson, linebacker out of Wyoming. I really like this guy. I, I don't know if anyone else is going to pick him, but uh, I thought he was an absolute stud uh, over four different seasons at Wisconsin. Great at reading the run, um, closing gaps. Uh, I know he has some question marks in his man coverage, but with us picking Kuda, I think we can focus elsewhere, and I think after Snacks leaving, I think uh, wrong defense is a serious question mark on this defense, and I think Logan Wilson will help fill that. And, and I've seen him mock to the Patriots, so that would fit our style. <laughs> and, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But me and uh, me and the Patriots just thinking, thinking alike. But, uh, yeah. The Patriots. That's, that's, that's what I got for round three. Uh, Connor, I really like the Cam Maker, uh, Akers pick. 
that guy definitely has a lot of upside uh, for all the reasons you mentioned for sure. Um, yeah, solid, solid third round. They could pull it off. Uh, but how about you, Red Dog? All right. Uh, for our first pick in the third round, I'm going with a defensive tackle, Ross Blacklock. I just think uh, we went with our linebacker in the first round when we got Isaiah Simmons. Now we got to get, you know, address that push up the middle. I mean, last year we saw it when Mike Williams or Deshaun Hand were healthy. They changed the game. They made their D-line look totally different. And this guy is known for being a penetrator, good, you know, athletic D-tackle. I just think he would help address that need really well. And hopefully Hand's healthy for him to learn behind a bit to rotate with. Yeah. Yeah, I think Black Sox a really good prospect. I think that would be a good pick. Yeah. Really high upside on him. He's there. I yeah, I mean, he might not even be there at, at this point. So if he's there, I think we'd be really lucky to get him. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> my second pick in the third round is a uh, guard out of Georgia, Solomon Kindley. This will be to address our right guard question mark that we have right now. I don't think we – I mean, we have some potential guys to fill that spot, but there's no sure thing that on the roster right now. And Kinley is uh, – I mentioned him in our last podcast. This dude's a big road grader, powerful run blocker, 6'3", 337, can really hopefully open up holes for our newly acquired Jonathan Taylor. So that's my uh, second pick in the third round. <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I like, it. I like the idea of addressing the guard in the third round. You you would, you would hope some of these guys, especially guard or other positions outside of wide receiver, can fall to the third round because uh, the wide receiver class is so deep that those guys can be picked earlier. Right. Some of those guys can fall, especially early third round at least. Um, so I want to make a correction by trade. I I, I miss I forgot the, there's these fourth round comp- compensatory picks and they fall beyond like thirty two plus thirty two. So I, my numbers are off. But the trade I made earlier, it was future third for from San Diego for this year's second third round pick that we had. So slight correction there. But uh so I only have one third round pick in this scenario. And I also have Ross Blacklock as well from TCU going in the third round at the sixty seventh pick. So nice. uh, I like it. let's move on to the fourth round now. And this is where things might get interesting. Some of those guys that fall down, like a Deshaun Hand or something like that, uh that it could that could be a potential steal. So let's go with you, uh, Bob. Uh, pick one hundred and nine in round four. Okay, uh, this will be slightly unexpected, um, only because I picked uh, Jonathan Taylor in the second round. But since he's sitting there, I think he'll be sitting there. AJ Dillon, running back out of uh, Boston College. Mm. Ooh, guy's a, I like it. Guy's a beast. He'd be awesome on the goal line, and uh, I. Not only on the goal line, I think he's using elsewhere in the game, but more horses in the stable. I, I just say, if you, if you have two great running backs, why not? So, like AJ Dillon. So, uh, Bob, in your scenario, carry uh, on Johnson, both Scarborough, AJ Dillon, and uh, Jonathan Taylor. How does how does that work out? Is there Scarborough gone? Possibly. I mean, he he'd have to battle it out with Dillon. I guess I, I would see uh, those two fighting out for a spot. Yeah, that that would be interesting. That would, that would be interesting. You have to assume carry on I mean, makes it healthy. I, I like Scarborough, but why not more competition? I just think he's a really good talent. If he was there, I'd like to get him. All right. So, anyway, so how about you, UJ? Two running backs, man. That's, that's yeah, <laughs> interesting. Let's go to you, UJ. All right. Uh, 
Uh, my next pick's more out of need. Uh, uh, AJ Green, cornerback at Oklahoma State. Um, I'm not going so much on. Uh, I'm just kind of at this point seeing who's on the board and how where they're ranked. And uh, I haven't picked a cornerback at this point. You know, we are going to have to somewhere at some point pick a cornerback, and this guy seems to be ranked pretty high. And uh, uh, I think he could be there in the fourth round. At the 109th pick, A.J. Green out of Oklahoma State cornerback. All right. Uh, how about you, Connor? I have us addressing uh, O-lining in round four. I was picking Shane Lemieux, left guard out of Oregon. Uh, his value has been all over the place in people's projections. I've seen as low as 158, and I've seen as high as the 40th pick. Um, I thought about him briefly, uh, maybe seeing if he was there at 149, but I thought why not address a big need? Uh, he played 52 consecutive games uh, for Oregon, 3,000 snaps, second team All-American. Uh, just seems like that total guy that Patricia would love to have on his team, works hard. Um, I thought about uh, Bredesen at this pick, but I know, I think uh, Shane Lemieux has more athletic abilities, natural athletic abilities than Bredesen. So I went with Shane Lemieux at left guard at pick one and I. Yeah, that, I mean, right. that, that that's an interesting pick. Yeah, I, I've seen this guy mocked uh, from here to, like, the seventh round. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, where, where, where he will fall for sure. Um, definitely yeah, a, he's all up in a map. A slightly higher run block rate than a pass block rate, too, out of Oregon. So, all right, how about you, uh, Rudd Dog? All right, so like UJ was saying, you know, we didn't get a CUDA in the first, so our cornerback position is still unaddressed. And the fourth round, I'm going with a guy from a small school, a smaller school, Reggie Robinson, cornerback out of Tulsa. Guy 6'1", 202 pounds, ran a 4.44 at the 40. Uh, he was a productive cornerback at Tulsa. 13 passes broken up and 38 tackles during his senior year. Uh, he kind of fits the mold I like that the, the Lions seem to like, that taller, athletic guy six, uh, at that length, sort of like Armani Warrior, was a tall, athletic cornerback. They took a flyer on later who could potentially turn into a starter on the outside with some refinement. I think this guy could be a nice guy to develop behind a Warrior and uh, Truman, right, that guy we just signed. So... Uh, Fourth round, Reggie Robinson. Yeah, definitely has the height and uh, size to uh, compete. And speed. Uh, the thing I read about him is that uh, some of his film showed uh, him getting beat where he wouldn't expect him to against some of his comp, especially against the mid-tier D1 competition that he faced. So that would be the worry. Yeah, guy you, guy you develop. That's why I see him a fourth rounder. Yeah. Who I have falling in my in my uh, mock draft at, in the fourth round here is Donovan Peoples-Jones. So that's who I have uh, going to the Lions here in the fourth round. So that that really right. really high upside talent that didn't produce in college, uh, the Deshaun Hand pick of this draft for me. Oh jeez, <laughs> I brought it up several times. I can <laughs> I have to do Hand one more time. <laughs> I, just, I like it. I, I I think I think people are going to miss it to a degree, uh, and I I really hope the Lions. I I think they can land him, especially in that early early portion of the fourth round. I think he might be available there. Um, so let's move on, uh, to, so the lion, the remaining picks the Lions have are two fifth round picks, a sixth and a seventh. So I think it's best instead of going round by round here, if we just, uh, list the, the remaining picks that you think the Lions are going to make. 
Um, so, Bob, if you want to uh, just take <coughs> off, uh, who do you think the remaining uh, picks are going to be for the Lions? Uh, okay. Well, I got um, Jack Driscoll, an offensive tackle from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. We like this guy. Uh, kind of address the O line, and uh, this guy likes to demoralize opponent, his opponents, which I like that. So, <laughs> kind of a good uh, character guy. And that, that's like some of these guys that I've picked are all like guys who love football and just love the game. And I think he fits that mold. And uh, and the second fifth round pick, I have uh, Braden Mann, the punter, because we need a punter. And I think I know the fifth round can be early for a punter, but I think we really need a punter. And this guy's really good. And uh, he concentrated last year on uh, – well, he's booming him the year before, then he was concentrating on dropping him in the 20, and he's very effective at that. Uh, then I had a defensive lineman from Georgia, Tyler Clark, in the sixth round. And then the seventh, I have uh, LSU linebacker Michael Divinity Jr., just because I love his name. So that's all. <laughs> <laughs> In I like, the round, that's a good reason as any like, pick somebody. I really yeah, like I really nice. I really like the Jack Driscoll pick. The the uh, mark on him is that he's a really excellent pass blocker, which could even get him higher, maybe into the fourth round. Um, not a great run blocker, so uh, he would have some work to do there for sure. But let's uh, let's go over to you, UJ. What? What do you guys think All of right. Hunter in the fifth round, or is that way too early? Oh, no. Uh, I, you, um, well, hey, hey, well, we'll uh, see. We'll see. All right. Let's, let's, All right. Let's All right. my fifth round pick here. Well, okay. Fine. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, my first at 149 in the fifth round, uh, I'm hoping he falls there at this point, but uh, Zach Moss running back out of Utah, I think there's a chance he could fall a bit because he's had some injury issues in the past, but uh, this guy's a pretty good running back. And uh, – I think we should take a fire on this guy. And uh, and also in the fifth round, Braden Mann, punter. All right. Texas A&M. Same so, spot. No, Bob, it's not too early to take a punter. <laughs> and we need to take a punter. We might as well get the best punter, you know. I mean, we, we need him. And, and this yeah. guy can kick off, too. He does it all. So uh, he would definitely fill in for uh, Sam Martin, where Sam Martin left off. So, And then uh, after that, I got – uh, Legarius Sneed, cornerback out of Louisiana Tech. I think uh, this guy falls to this point. He's a good value there. And my last pick is uh, mainly on pedigree, an offensive lineman, Joe Runyon. Uh, if anybody remembers his dad, John Runyon, played, I believe, for the Eagles for many years. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he was an all-pro uh, caliber guy. And this is his son, played at Michigan. And uh, I'm going to take him in the seventh round as another developmental offensive lineman. That's it. I like it. I, I, I like it, too. I think it's really solid. Um, let's go over to you, Connor. All right. Um, I also have an answer to your is the fifth round too early. But uh, let's start out with Geno Stone, safety out of Iowa. Uh, big team leader um, in the Iowa locker room, from what I've read. Uh and a lot of strong season in 2019. Um, all Big Ten noticed seven tackles, three for a loss, one sack, um, four pass breakups, and three forced fumbles and 13 starts. Um, so he's 5'10", 207 pounds. Uh, smaller, but has really good instincts and great awareness of route development. I've heard some lines fans compare him to Quandre Diggs. Um, I can't really justify that comparison, but that's what I've heard. And in my scenario, we have pick 162 for Miami. 
In this situation, I have us picking Anthony Gordon, quarterback out of Washington State. Um, don't want to say a whole lot about him, but I think uh, he could develop into a solid quarterback, too. Um, and he was in the Senior Bowl, where Patricia was coaching, um, so Patricia had a close eye like him. I've heard comparisons like Chase Daniel to him, so I think he could be a cheap replacement for Chase Daniel down the line. I pick 166. I have us picking Roderick Washington, defensive tackle out of Texas Tech. Um, he started all 37 games for Texas Tech over his sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. Um, his senior season having 39 tackles, five and a half for a loss, two and a half sacks, and two pass breakups. I have us picking Braden Mann in the sixth round at pick 182. I have the first punter off the board. I do think he will fall that far. Um, obviously, with Sam Martin leaving, he will become a priority. You've all said a little much about him, so I'm not going to say much else about him, although he was uh, the first punter to receive a 90 from Pro Football Focus, and he was all SEC. And my last round pick at 235, I have is Kendrick Rogers, wide receiver out of Texas A&M, because I realized in this deep wide receiver class, I did not pick a single wide receiver. <laughs> in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I thought at 235, I had to throw the class a bone, and I picked him for that reason. All right. All right. Yeah. And just a little more about Braden Mann. Um, this guy was an All-American punter in 2018, uh, Ray Guy winner. 2019 di- didn't win the award, but still put up ridiculous stats. But in 2018, averaged 51 yards a punt, had a long punt of 82 yards in 2018. <laughs> um, His... Uh... That did dip in 2019, though. Yeah, it did dip a little bit. He netted 44.7 yards in 2018. In 2019, 41.2. Averaged 47.1 yards per punt in 2019. Um, I think think the guy's broken his back as well in his career. uh, Just a lot of uh, resilience. Also, a very interesting stat. In the three years he punted in college, never had a single touchback. Wow. Yeah, nice. That, that, I, I was reading that, that he used to outpunt his coverage, and last year he was trying to concentrate more on directional yeah. punting. Yeah. Go ahead. I Go just ahead, don't think you can under, underestimate the value of a punter here because, you know, to, the ability to flip the field um, is, is huge. And, and with Martin gone now, we have to address it. And I think you might as well take the best guy available, you know? For sure. Do that. Especially if the Lions yeah. defense is like last year where they were giving up constant receptions underneath. You need as many receptions as possible down the field to, to, yeah. to, st- to stall the offense from scoring. <laughs> well, we'll hope that's not the case. But, uh, Rod Dog, what do you have for the remainder of the draft here, uh, five through seven? All right, so <laughs> for my first pick is going to be uh, uh, safety, Jordan Fuller out of Ohio State. Big safety, six two two oh three. Didn't run a great 40 time, 4.67, but a uh, big dude. Played on a good program. I could see him, you know, come in, develop, maybe potentially turn into something. And then I'm also with Braden Mann as my second pick in the yeah. in the fifth round. In the fifth round. I think uh, we really need a punter. We, I mean, you saw what Sam Martin did for us when he was playing well, and he he was a game changer. Uh, and then in my sixth round, I'm going with a receiver out of Wisconsin, Quintez Cephas. Mm-hmm. Guy was a game, uh, mark for making some big plays. Had some decent yards, nine hundred receiving yard, nine hundred yards as a junior. Uh, just uh, someone who could develop potentially. 
Yep. And then uh, my seventh pick, Jalen Elliott, safety out of Notre Dame. Saw him make some nice plays in Notre Dame. Maybe not the most high-end athlete, but he played well. So, boom. All right. All right. So I will uh, finish this off here. In in the fifth round, I had the Lions taking a guard out of Michigan. Connor mentioned him briefly, I think, earlier. Or in the last podcast we had, uh, Ben Bredesen out of Michigan. Uh, 922 snaps uh, from the left guard position for them. I, I think a decently solid interior guy. Uh, really good in the pass game blocking. Needs some work in the run game for sure. But uh, I, I with that kind of upside in the pass game, I could – See the Lions take a shot of him, especially if he's available in the fifth round. Um, the other guy I had was Michael O.G. Mudia. O.G. Mudia. Uh, Easy for you to say. <laughs> um, he <laughs> is out of Iowa, a cornerback. Uh, 6'1", 200 pounds, a senior. 83.4 grade on PFF. Uh, really high coverage grade. Not great in the run game, but with a coverage grade like that, I thought it would be worth the risk. Um, and then I have another running back as well that the Lions are taking. Uh, I could see them in the seventh round taking a, another shot. And I really like this guy out of Florida, uh, LaMichael Perrine. He is 5'11", 216. Just kind of a bulldozer. Uh, not going to run around anybody really. 4'6", 240. So not a, not elite speed by any means. But just an athletic running back worth a flyer in the seventh round for sure. And then the last pick I had was Daniel Thomas, uh, a safety out of Auburn. So that is our mock draft. All right. That's it. Yeah. Good job, guys. Awesome. We did it. A lot uh, of good picks. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good picks. So Yeah, uh, if it looks anything like some of our mocks, it'll be an exciting day. I, I like almost all your scenarios. So I just want to say, I mean, I have my own scenario, but you guys had some great scenarios too. So yeah, if, if, one, if one of these comes out, I, I I think I'll be happy with most of these scenarios. So the yeah. the Lions yeah. definitely have a lot to work with here. So as long as they don't yeah. take a tight end in the first round this year, I think <laughs> yeah, they're, right. yeah. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> they're don't in the catbird seat here, as a uh, famous Sox <laughs> announcer would say. Yeah, so I mean the, the Lions have a lot to work with here. They can trade back. They can take that third overall pick. It'll be really interesting to see what goes on Thursday night. Uh, uh, I, I was going to say in Vegas, but this is not in Vegas. It's uh, on the internet, I guess. Or what, I yeah, this will be what wild. It, Roger Goodell's basement. Did you guys see Bud Light was sponsoring? Uh, people can send in their own booze. Like, like, I was going to say, not, do you think not, they'll not censor booze, him? But boo. Like people booing the NFL commissioner. <laughs> do you think he'll oh, censor really? it? Because the they are. Wait, I swear I, they're doing it. Bud Light Seltzer is the sponsor of this. Uh, that's if you don't, hilarious. They're like ten dollars you can donate. They the NFL. How can they do that? I that I don't know. Sense. Apparently they labeled it as like a a tradition as old as time. Booing the NFL commissioner coming out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, they made it not personal. <laughs> as old as Roger Goodell's been commissioned. <laughs> I don't think Adam Silver gets booed in the NBA coming out. Uh, <laughs> Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman Gary Bettman gets booed for sure. <laughs> he, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's way like worse than Roger Goodell. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like Gary Bettman. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. I don't even know. But anyway, anyway regardless, that's a different conversation. Well, the, the baseball guy, everyone hates <laughs> I'm glad the NFL's doing this, though, you know, because everything else is canceled in this country, and we have one thing we can report sports wise. Yes. Yeah, so. absolutely, man. <laughs> Let's hope this all ends in time for the season to actually play out. 
please, God, I'm begging you. Hey, even the even the coronavirus won't mess with the NFL, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I heard Goodell was in talks with the coronavirus, uh, talking about uh, <laughs> postponing. <laughs> well, I think um, that's going to do it for us here. This is our uh, final mock draft for the 2020 NFL draft. Um, later in the week, probably Friday morning, we'll release our reactions to the first round draft pick of the Lions, or maybe multiple, depending on. They trade back and get multiple first rounders, like in Connor's scenario. As long as it's not uh, a tight yeah. end, this Connor said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll have a reaction for you as the media as we can get it. Um, but we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, please follow us on social media: uh, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid, uh, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Uh, please subscribe on Apple. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify, any platform where you listen. Um, also, please leave a review, if you can, on Apple Podcasts as well. That really helps. Any feedback you have, we will greatly appreciate. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us and the Blue Kool-Aid crew. Please uh, sit back and enjoy the one sports moment we have, uh, possibly for several, several months. months. Yeah, let's hope not, but you never yeah. know. Uh, drink some Kool-Aid, Lions fans. It's going to be a good night, I feel. Oh, oh yeah, say. Isaiah Simmons. Baby. This is what all 2019 was building for. This draft. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, thank you everybody for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go. 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 project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save